Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Freedom Through Faith. Prepare to be blessed as pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau leads us into the anointed study of the Word of God, teaching and empowering you how to impact your world with the gospel of Jesus Christ, teaching you how to receive the blessings and provisions of God and how to walk through this life with Freedom Through Faith. And now, here's Pastor Robert Thibodeau. We now rejoin today's message already in progress. People are encouraged to seek the kingdom of God, and they're questioned just like we just read. How? How do I get it? How do we do this? How can I have the kingdom of God? That is the cry from the heart of most people seeking God. Amen. The strength of their resolution depends on the sense which God is giving to their heart at that time of these things. You see, people without that kind of sense may seem to themselves to make up what we call resolutions, right? Like on January 1st, you make all these resolutions. They say if it were a force to promise themselves, and they say within themselves, I will seek God as long as I live. I won't give up until I obtain it. Well, that sounds real good, but it does you absolutely no good. Amen? Because they're only deceiving themselves. Their hearts aren't in it. These are are thoughts of their mind. Amen? Their hearts aren't in it. And they don't take up any kind of resolution to... Help them attain it. It's just a resolution of the mouth more than of the heart. Their hearts are not strongly bent to fulfill what their mouth says. The firmness of the resolution lies in the fullness of the disposition of their heart to do what is resolved to be done. Those who are pressing into the kingdom of God have a heart condition to do everything that's required. Everything that is in their power to do it and to continue in it. They have not only an earnestness, but a steadiness of resolution. They do not seek with a wavering, unsteady heart and and stop now and start next Sunday and, and go and burst like that, being off and on again, but is a constant pursuit, a constant seek of the soul, if possible, to obtain the promises of God and his kingdom. And by pressing into the kingdom of God, it signifies the greatness 
of their endeavor. It's expressed uh, in Ecclesiastes 10.10, by doing what our hand finds to do with our might. In other words, doing all you can with what you have. You don't have to have millions of dollars to seek the kingdom of God. If you have millions of dollars, you can still seek the kingdom of God. You're not shut out. The kingdom of God is open to anyone and everyone who wants it. But you have to come with the heart, not with your mind. Let's get back into this. I I know I'm confusing you. And I'm trying to follow the outline that keeps it straight. (laughs) But sometimes it's hard with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, glory to God. This is the natural and necessary consequences of two things which we just talked about. There's the strength of desire and the firmness of the resolution. There will be answerable endeavors. What does that mean? Well, people engaged in their hearts will strive to enter in at the straight gate and will be violent for it means they're going to they're going to be pushing their way through their practice will be agreeable to the counsel of the wise man in proverbs 2 where he says my son if you will receive my words and hide my commandments with you so that you incline your ear unto wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yea, if you cry after knowledge and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you shall understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Here, the earnestness of desire and strength of resolution is signified by inclining your ear to wisdom. That's the teaching of God. And applying your heart to understanding. Understanding what, Brother Bob? The teaching of God. And the greatness of your endeavor is denoted by crying after knowledge. What knowledge, Brother Bob? The knowledge of God. And lifting up your voice for understanding. Understanding what, Brother Bob? Understanding the kingdom of God, the word of God, and the knowledge of God. And seeking her, who? The wisdom of God, and the word of God, and the knowledge of God, and the understanding of God. As silver, searching for her. Searching for who, Brother Bob? The wisdom of God, the word of God, the knowledge of God. As if you're searching for hidden treasure. The desires and resolutions like this, these endeavors go together. Amen. Pressing into the kingdom of God denotes... Engagedness and earnestness that is directly about the business of getting into the kingdom of God. People may be in a very great exercise and distress in their mind about the condition of souls. Oh, I, I don't know if I'm saved or not. Well, we're going to fix that by the end of this broadcast. Their thoughts and cares may be greatly engaged and taken up about things of a spiritual nature, yet they are not pressing into the kingdom of God. I see this in the United States today. Oh, yes, we love the Lord. Oh, yes, we are Christians. Oh, yes, we are, you know, whatever. But yet they vote 
for ungodly candidates promoting an ungodly agenda. They don't stand together in faith and say, this is the standard holding up the Bible. They don't lift up the Word of God. They don't listen to the voice of God. They don't listen to the prompting of the Holy Spirit. They seek fame, fortune, benefits of the worldly system and seek those instead of seeking and pressing into the kingdom of God. That is the number one issue in America today. Amen. The exercise of their minds is not directly about the work of seeking salvation. In a diligent attendance on the means that God has appointed in order to obtain it. But something else that is besides the business of seeking the kingdom of God. It may be God's decrees. It could be a secret purposes prying in them, searching for signs whereby they may determine or at least conjecture that they are before God makes them known by their accomplishment. Jesus said you will know these men by their fruits. Oh, there you go. You can say you're seeking God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, but if your fruits are of the fruits of the world rather than the fruits of the kingdom, you are a corrupt tree. Amen. The distress, their minds with fears that may not be one of the elected. They're scared that they've committed non-pardonable sin or their day has passed and God's given them up. They never intend to show them mercy. Therefore, it's just a waste of their time to seek salvation. I've met some people like that. They've said, you know, I, I've committed the unpardonable sin. Folks, the only sin that is not pardonable, the only sin that Jesus has not washed away or paid the price for is rejecting his offer of salvation. There are people on death row that have murdered dozens of people committed all kinds of lewd and immoral acts that are ready to die because of the crimes they committed that have given their hearts to Jesus and have been born again. There are When you get to heaven, there are going to be people there that you're like, how did he get in here? And then you're going to look around and say, where's brother so-and-so? Where's deacon so-and-so? Where's sister so-and-so? You see, they were all mouth, but not a heart. And missed out. Some people will entangle themselves about the doctrine of original sin and other mysterious doctrines of religion that are way above their comprehension. They don't realize Jesus paid the price for all sin. You cannot out-sin Jesus or the forgiveness of God. You can't do it. 
You can't commit so much sin, Jesus can't save you. I don't care what you're doing, what you did. (laughs) Jesus is so awesome. He paid the price for that. He knew you were going to commit that sin before the foundation of the world. And he paid the price for it at Calvary. He paid the price for everything you can conceive of to sin. Now that does not give you a license to sin. Amen. A lot of people preach about this, you know, full grace. It kind of goes along the lines of what I just said. And they're like, well, you know, if I've received Jesus as my Savior, then I'm free to do whatever I want because he's already paid the price for it. That's the wrong attitude, folks. That's willful sin and disobedience. Willful sin and disobedience will bring judgment. Yes, you may still be saved and get into the kingdom of God, but there's no blessing on your life on this earth. None. God cannot bless the ungodly. I mean, he can. Well, Brother Bob, there's a lot of ungodly people that are running businesses and they're very successful and they have millions of dollars. Yes, they do. there is. But look at the life they're living. I mean, let's take some of these actors and, and music artists and such. They can't go to the local grocery store. They have to have somebody go buy groceries for them. They can't go out to watch a movie. They can't go walking down a downtown street or go to the mall without being swamped by photographers and people bothering them for autographs and things like that. Because of their fame. Because of their riches. You know, they can't go and have dinner at a common restaurant. They have to go to these exclusive restaurants where you know most 99% of the people can't afford to walk through the door. They have to go to these places and then they're when they go back home, it's in these gated communities, often their own homes are gated, they have security. They shut themselves away for protection. You see, they chased after the God of money. The God of success. They fell for the lies of the devil. Remember Jesus, the temptation of Jesus? Bow down and worship me and I'll give you all these things for their mind to give. They were given to me and I can give them to whoever I want. They fell for that lie. And notice... How many famous actors, how many famous musicians are using drugs to feel better because there's emptiness in their heart? They've attained their goal, but they're still empty. And they're thinking life isn't worth living. How many of them have you heard that committed suicide or overdosed on drugs? Dying miserable deaths alone. 
because they were chasing the wrong God. You see, then there's a story of successful people who are engaged in church, who are doing all they can with what they have. That's not saying they're giving, you know, if they have a billion dollars in the bank, they're not giving a billion dollars to the church. But if the church needs a new roof, they pay for it. They need a new sanctuary. They're part of building it. They're using their wealth and their success to further the kingdom of God. They're secure in their salvation. They know who their God is and who their Savior is. And they're not ashamed to talk about it. You see these successful sports athletes when they're interviewed about hitting the home run in the bottom of the ninth with a walk-off grand slam home run that won the game. First of all, I want to give all the praise and glory to my Jesus. They're not afraid to speak their faith for what they have. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Where was I at? Many people that seem to be in great distress about a future eternal state actually get into their own way. They perplex themselves with thoughts such as what we just talked about. They should not be concerned so much in engaging their minds with these thoughts, but when they do, they cannot be said to be pressing towards the kingdom of God because what they're thinking about is not their work for God, but rather the work which tends to hinder them in their work for God. I'm too busy to go to church. I'm too busy to read the Bible. I'm too busy to pray. If they're violent, they're only working violently in an attempt to entangle themselves. They're caught in the spider web of the devil's grasp. And in actuality, they're laying stumbling blocks or stumbling stones in their own path. In their own mind, they've already made up, I'm too busy to do this, I'm too busy to do that. And their pressure's not forward, it's actually pushing them away. Amen. Instead of getting along, they waste their time, and they're worse, they're merely losing their time. Instead of fighting with the giants that stand in the way that keeping them out of Canaan, they spend their time and their strength in the conflicting shadows that appear by the wayside. They're more afraid of the shadow of the giant than the giant themselves. They're trying to get to heaven by their works. They're more consumed with what they can brag about than bragging on what God has done for them. Amen. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. Therefore, we are not to judge people by the hopefulness of the ways that they're in or the probability of their success in seeking salvation. We are only to judge them by the greatness of the concern and the distress they are in. For many people have needless distresses, needless distractions that they'd be much better without. I'm not saying that to discredit them. I'm not saying that to minimize what they're going through. But focusing on how you're going to pay the light bill 
instead of how you're going to worship God and let him pay the light bill is what's costing them to sit in darkness. Literally. Amen. You can often find this with people who are overrun with the cares of this world. That's the adversary of their soul, and they try to take advantage of them. Then there are people in the most likely way to obtain the kingdom of heaven when the intent of their minds and their actions, the eagerness of their spirits are about the proper work, their proper business relationship, all the intent of their soul is to do what God has called them to do on God's terms and to do what he commands or what he directs them to do. You know, this ministry has been tasked with reaching the world with the gospel and to empower other ministries to do so to fulfill their calling to preach the gospel to the world through our radio station. A vision and a goal that we have is an AM radio station in Washington, D.C. to be the voice of God over Washington, D.C. on the Internet and around the world. That is what we're pressing to. That's what we're pressing into. That is the focus that we keep before our eyes. Not to have a million dollars in the bank not that we can have a large ministry on television. Oh, yes, amen. Because once we're on TV, all of the financial needs will be met. No, that's when the finances, the bills go through the roof. It costs millions of dollars to be on TV, let alone have the studio set up, the editing, and all that other stuff that goes with it. I'm not saying that someday God may not call us to do that. But our calling and our place in the body of Christ that he has given me to focus on is the internet. We have given the internet too much. The devil has taken it, and I'm taking it back. Me and other believers with me who are preaching the gospel over internet radio, we're taking it back for Jesus. Amen. That's not to say that the devil will be completely washed out of it, but instead of just allowing people only to access pornography and all this other stuff, we're putting the gospel out there so people all over the world can have the Word of God preached to them wherever they're at through the Internet. Well, Brother Bob, what's this about an AM station? That's only going to be a localized setting. That's something God has called us to do, to be His voice into the atmosphere over Washington, D.C., over our politicians. Remember Ephesians six twelve. We don't wrestle against men and all that. We wrestle against Princes, principalities, powers of the air, rulers of the darkness of this world, and wicked spirits in high places. 
As an AM radio station preaching the gospel in Washington, D.C., we will be driving these demons out and allowing the Spirit of God to once again hover over the capital of this land. Amen. That's our vision. That's our goal. We estimate it'll take $1.5 million to accomplish that. And we're striving for that now in the name of Jesus. If you'd like to be part of that, you can go online at ftfm.org or at evangelismradio.com and make a donation and be sure you put in the comments part AM radio station and those funds will be set aside only to be used in the purchase of this radio station. Amen. Glory to God. Enough plug on that. Hallelujah. John in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 26 says that he did not fight as those that were just beating the air. You see, our time on this earth is short enough. We don't need to spend time in that which goes against the purpose which God has given us. There are enough fights and enough enemies right now for you to encounter and deploy all your strength against. You don't need to waste time in fighting with demons and phantoms that God hasn't told you to go fight. Amen. I am not called to go and fight the homeless, homelessness down in Washington, D.C. or Baltimore or any other city. There are ministries who are called to go down there and fight those demons. They're not called to do what I'm doing. Amen. If they get confused and start trying to do what I'm doing instead of focusing on the demons that God told them to go fight, those demons will get stronger. Amen. And soon they'll lose all the ground that they have taken. You need to... When David picked up those five stones, did you ever wonder why he was picking up those five stones? Scripture says Goliath, Goliath had four brothers. David picked up five... He hunted until he found five smooth stones. These were stones that would sail without curving. They'd be true. They'd hit. He was accurate with that slingshot. They would hit what he was aiming at. And he and his heart believed he was going to kill Goliath and his four brothers. Amen. Goliath came out there cursing him in the name of God. And David said, you curse me in the name of your God. I come after you in the name of my God. And he let sail that rock. This giant had his huge shield. And he was looking at him just above the shield. He had, it was so big, there was someone carrying the shield for him. And he was crouched down behind that thing with just his eyes sticking up over it so he could see David. And that stone still found its mark. Amen. He had his giant, his target, his demon, his spirit that he needed to fight in his eyes. And he wasn't going after somebody else. He was going after that one. Amen? That's what we need to do. We need to keep whatever demonic spirit God told us to go and fight. 
That's what we need to focus on and keep our focus on. Amen. You have just heard a message of encouragement from anointed pastor and teacher Robert Thibodeau with Freedom Through Faith Ministries in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information on the Freedom Through Faith Ministries or to invite Pastor Thibodeau to your church, please visit our website, www.ftfm.org. That's FTFM for Freedom Through Faith Ministries. Again, that's ftfm.org. Until next time, when we gather together around the Word of God, be blessed. And remember, we serve an awesome God. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.